Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Guys, I hope you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world. I'm so grateful that you guys are listening, watching, subscribing. I'm really, 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 really happy that you're finding my content useful. And hopefully it's able to help you become that you know, self-actualized, optimal human being that we all want to become. You know, we want to be better than we are right now. In this video, I want to speak to you guys about a brilliant idea that a viewer, David Harris, suggested a while back, and I'm sorry I'm getting to it so late. But he asked the question, do I think INFJs are acquired emotional savants? I think that's how, how you say it. Uh, and the reason he says that, you know, he was reading or reading up on savants and how they're formed and he perhaps thinks that the reason INFJs are so emotionally acute, the reason why we're so good at gauging emotions, at figuring out what's going on around us and kind of being so empathic is because he thinks because of childhood traumas or childhood activities, we had to kind of, our brains and evolutionary wise, our brains had to kind of allocate more resources towards the emotional side of our brain and towards the side of our brain or the part of our brain that's involved in gauging emotions, understanding emotions, being empathic and all that, and kind of remove some resources from other some other parts of our brain, right? And so that's the reason he thinks why we have this tendency to be savants in this reason. I mean, we are always much better at gauging emotions than anyone else around us. We know what everyone else is thinking around us. We know how they're feeling. We know if they're feeling good or bad. We know how to make them feel better, blah, 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 right? And this talent or ability that we have, it's not something that is universal. It's not like every single person on this planet has this talent or ability. Now, I've done a video on this before where, you know, I had asked the question, do you think INFJs are born or made? I don't know. Is it nurture or is it nature? Were we made this way because of our environment, because of the families we lived in? Or are we this way because of genetics? You know, did we grow up like this and we were born like this, right? I don't know the answer to that question. No one really does, right? But I do have some things that I want to say about this idea that David Harris has presented. Thank you again for presenting this idea to me. I was recently, um, so you guys know that I live in Chiang Mai or I lived in Thailand for a while and I've been away from my family and I only come back occasionally, maybe every six months or less, just to visit my family, just to be around them, obviously. And I noticed that whenever I come back, and I love my family to death, so nothing that I say is against them in any shape or form. I love them to death. They're great people. I'm just explaining to you guys. I wanted to share a story because that's the best way of explaining things. And so, but I notice every single time I come back is that I kind of fall into the same pattern of recognition, pattern recognition system, where my empathic nature goes up like that. I mean, I might be like functioning at this level, perhaps at 50% whenever I'm around, around in the world, I'm walking around doing my thing. But as soon as I'm home, it just kind of levels up and I'm at like 75, 80, 90%. And my empathic like nature is really on and my emotional recognition system is really on. And all of a sudden, I kind of fall back into the same pattern of being really alert emotionally, just gauging everyone. What's going on? How's everyone feeling? Is this person happy? Is this person sad? What's going on with this? A lot of intensity in that. Now, normally, as I said, when I'm walking through the world, when I'm on my own, I don't do that. Even if there's someone crying in front of me, even there, if there's a friend, they don't need as much emotional intensity as I give to my family. For some reason, 
This pattern has been developed by me since I was a child. Now, I'm not saying that I had a very traumatic childhood. I did not. My parents were amazing, really good people. But they did fight a lot. And for some reason, I had a lot of fear associated with the fact that they fought. I, as soon as they started fight, fighting, I had this fear as a child that they would leave each other. Uh, they would get a divorce and they would leave us in the middle of the street. And then I would have to, as the oldest, as the eldest, I would have to take care of my brother and sister. Now, I love my brother and sister to death. I love them so much still. They are two of the most important people in the world to me. And at that point, when I was only 10 or 9 or 8, it was a big task for an eldest sister. Even though I was the elder sister, and I, I, it was like, you know, they looked up to me. And, and I assumed that if it really came down to me, that I'd be able to do it. I'd be able to take care of them. But why? You know, why did I have to? Of course, at that point, I didn't understand it. And I, I didn't understand the fact that that wouldn't happen. That they, my parents would not leave us like that on, on our own. There were a hundred people in the world that would t be able to take care of us, blah, blah, blah. And they would never do that to us, right? They loved us, blah, blah, blah. That's a lot of blah, blah, blahs. But I felt like I, I, as soon as we started fighting, there was a lot of fear in me. And I felt instantaneously that I had to become alert. Now, one of the things, one of the roles that I took on as a child was a mediator role. I would be the mediator between the two between my parents, making sure that the fights that were that were at this level did not go to this level, right? Because it escalates so quickly. If you can get it at the right time, though, it means that it'll just stay at this level and it'll just disperse, right? And so my life goal as an eldest sister, as the elder of the family, was to make sure that the as soon as my parents started fighting, instantaneously I had to go into alert mode and instantaneously I had to go in and make sure it stayed at a low level, right? Very simple thing. It's not a big deal at all, right? But in order to do that, I had to develop a lot of skills. I had to make sure that I was very empathic. I had to make sure that I was watching and observing all the time. I became really, really observant. I'd always be watching everyone. And because of that, you know, if you asked me what someone was wearing, I'd be able to explain or I'd be able to give you all those details down to the T. I'd be a great uh, police uh, or a detective um, witness. Um, and things like that, you know, I became really, really, really observant, really... I wanted to make sure that I did not, because as soon as as soon as it escalated, it was it was a, it was a disaster show, right? If me and Menda, we had to hide, or we had, it was, it's just not the fun part of life, right? Again, nothing to say against my parents; they were doing the best they can. They were young, blah blah blah. But I do know that my childhood specifically has created me to be this emotional savant. I know that that has been the case for me. I know also that a bunch of you have messaged me saying that you had an amazing childhood, that you never had to deal with any of that stuff, no traumas, any of that, your parents didn't fight. And so you are genetically created to be an INFJ, which is amazing that you know that. For me, I don't know if it was genetics or if it was that I was born because of my environment. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that I lived in an environment like that. Now, again, nothing to say about my parents. They were awesome people, as I've said a billion times. I feel sometimes like I'm criticizing them, but I'm not. Um, but this is the case for me. And this has been the case for me. I've been analyzing, as you guys know, I analyze things to death. It is just one of those things that I do. And I've been analyzing this a lot in the past few years because I have been spending a lot of time on my own. And I've been noticing how different I am when I'm not around my parents versus where I am when I am, as soon as I come back home, it's such a weird thing. It's like I drop into this mode of being very alert and kind of watching them, engaging their emotions. What's going on? Are they fighting? Are they going to raise their voice? Did she say something stupid? Did he say something stupid? Are they going to take it wrongly? Blah, blah, blah. Right? I'm always in this mode where I'm like, 
so on. And it's such a weird thing for me to experience this now because I know the difference, right? A lot of you guys have probably never lived away from home yet because you're young and you know, you're still figuring out you're still at school, you're still at university. And so you don't know the difference. As soon as you leave home, especially if you leave for an extended period of time as I did, as soon as you leave really, really far away, right? So I didn't just move to a, a apartment downtown. I did that previously, but now I've moved to the other side of the world, right? And so none of their stuff here in this room, in this apartment, in this house can affect me because I'm so far away. I'm 10,000 miles away, right? That is when you truly notice a difference. That is when I truly realized how different I am when I'm at home. That's when I truly realized how on, how intensely on I have to be or I am, just, I fall into that pattern. I don't, I guess I don't actually have to be, but it's just a pattern that I've kind of garnered through years of conditioning, right? I mean, I started doing this when I was, what, seven, eight? And so this is like 20, 30 years of conditioning that has caused me to be this person right now, right? To be this emotional savant. Now, some of you might message me saying, you know, it wasn't like that for you guys. You know, you didn't have that kind of childhood. You became like this because you were genetically born this way. And that's amazing. I am not saying that this is the case for all INFJs. I do know that there is a reason specifically for me why I became this way. And if I didn't have the childhood that I did, I don't think I would be this INFJ. I think I would be an extroverted sensor, maybe. I have no idea. Um, but I do know this has been the case for me. And that's the reason I wanted to share this with you guys, because there's so many interesting different ways of becoming an INFJ, right? There's so many different paths that we take to become so many different people even though we might all be INFJs, we are all going to have different paths to get there. And also we will all look different, right? I might not look like a typical INFJ to you um, because I feel like a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. Um, also, a lot of people message me saying that I am not a J. Um, if you guys had any idea or if you could see my laptop and see how many to-do lists I have on it and how organized I am and how every single part of my day is so, so scheduled, you would not even say that for a second. I am not a P at all. I am not spontaneous. No, not even a bit. Okay, anyways. Again, side note. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again for watching. Thank you for being on my channel. I'm so, so, so grateful that you guys are watching. I'm so appreciative of your time. I mean, there's thousands of YouTubers that you could be paying attention to. I'm so grateful that you're paying attention to me. And I hope that I've been able to give you the value that you deserve, that, you know, you're giving me your time. I want to give you good value for it. Again, if you guys have any questions, please message me anytime. You can message me below in the comments or you can message me privately. All my contact information is in the description below. And I shall see you guys the next time around. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shakar. Bye for now.